are Locked On Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. You can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. This episode of Locked on Packers is brought to you by our friends at McDonald's, probably serving communities since 1965 mcdonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty affordable food it's an unofficial community center a big thank you to our friends at mcdonald's for always being there i'm loving it it is zayu doing lily zao is back even though the streak was snapped the seven game win streak the seven game zayu doing streak was snapped our friend lily will be back here very shortly to talk about Packers Chiefs, to talk about what's going on with everything in Green Bay moving forward. In that vein, two big topics we need to hit on here before we get to Lily. The first is related to Aaron Rodgers because we had a clarification in the reporting around Aaron Rodgers and what is going to happen with his availability for Sunday. He goes on the Pat McAfee show, Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, and he takes a a strikingly different tone than he took last week on the show when he was, you know, defensive about what was happening with his COVID diagnosis. He took a a decidedly uh, alternative tone in terms of apologizing for misrepresenting his status. He apologized for misleading the public, misleading the media about his status. That was, of course, after he said, uh, I'm sorry for those who felt misled which is, of course, not an apology. He later said, I'm sorry for misleading people. So uh, he he did eventually get to the right place. That's not where we're going with this. That's not what we're doing. He is not going to require a negative test to get back on the field. This per Tom Pelissero and presumably the NFL protocols as bargained by the NFL Players Association and the league. So... The 10-day period is based on when a person with COVID is most transmissible. So you have a period of time when you are potentially transmitting the virus. That 10-day window is what unvaccinated players are given. And then you're able to come back irrespective of what your your positive or negative testing says. And part of that is because Rodgers could be testing positive for COVID for an extended period of time. And based on what we know about the virus so far, he is unlikely to be transmitting the virus. He is unlikely to be um, unlikely to be giving the virus to anyone else, unlikely to be contagious. That was the word I was trying to find. Unlikely to be contagious to his teammates and to coaches and to others. That is the point of quarantining. That is the point of keeping him away from team activities is that he could be contagious when he comes back. 
He does not have to jump through a bunch of hoops. There is a medical hurdle. He said there is a still a small chance he would not play on Sunday. He said he intends to play and then expects to play. But there is still a small chance he might not be able to, given you know his conditioning. We have seen players, professional athletes, come back from COVID and have issues with their conditioning. Jason Tatum is one of my go-to examples. He came back from COVID with the Celtics and started to need an inhaler to get through games. A, a player in his 20s, you know, talking about 22, 23-year-olds, Aaron Rodgers, decidedly older, decidedly more wear and tear on his body, on his lungs, as a professional athlete who has put that stress on his body over, you know, an additional 15 plus years. Those years matter. He's going to have to pass, you know, potentially, uh, you know, a, a cardiac test, a stress test, you know, whatever the, the the specific protocols are going to be. The team is still going to have to clear him to get on the field Sunday. I said yesterday, I felt like it was no better than 50-50 that he would be able to be out there. I probably need to amend that to more like 95-5. Nah, There's a chance he doesn't play. It's it's not as big a chance as as it seemed like it could have been. The protocols are it's not like they're ever changing, but it is the case that uh, I don't know that everyone fully understood how this would all work. And and the Rogers situation is somewhat unique to the Packers. It is certainly unique to the Packers in this new paradigm and so that is why it seems like, you know, new information is coming out every day. Okay, so this is what they need. Okay, so this is what the protocol is. Okay, so this is what the NFL rules are. And the NFL, by the way, has re-clarified what the rules are. Every unvaccinated player is going to be wearing a mask inside at all times for any reason. That's the deal for the NFL unvaccinated players. That includes we continue to believe Aaron Rodgers unless and until he makes some other decision when it comes to his vaccination status. And to date, we have no indication he is going to do that. Okay. He's going to, he, we, he is probably going to play. So let's just leave that there then for now, because he's probably going to play. We're going to assume that for the moment. Aside from that, we got reporting yesterday that Odell Beckham Jr., his preferred destination is Green Bay. And by the time you listen to this, I mean, quite literally, by the time you listen to this, there may be new information. He may have signed a contract in Green Bay somewhere else. This is how quickly this stuff is changing. Here's what we know as of this recording, very late on Tuesday evening. Odell Beckham Jr. has cleared waivers. That's about it. Okay. The reporting, there is reporting that that suggests his number one place is Green Bay. His preferred destination is Green Bay. We got that before he cleared waivers or at least before the report that he cleared waivers. 
whether or not he winds up in Green Bay is still very much an open question. Just because he wants to go to Green Bay does not mean he will end up in Green Bay. The Packers have to have interest in him and they have to still make all the money work. That is a a, a, a non-trivial hurdle at this point, especially given what we know about how the Packers do business. I, I have had different opinions about this over the years because this is not the first time this idea has come up. As we stand here now, though, in early November, with the Aaron Rodgers future very much up in the air, and with a Packers team that does feel like they are maybe one player away from being a Super Bowl favorite. And in this case, it could very well be players already on the team. You get Zedaria Smith back. Okay, they're the favorite now. You get Jair Alexander back. Okay, they're the favorite now. You get both those guys back. I mean, I think you can make a reasonable, intellectually honest case, logical, that if you get Zadaria Smith and Jair Alexander back on this team, if we find out after this game that that, that Zadarius is going to be back and Jair is going to be back next week, you can make a pretty solid case. Okay? Okay? Then the Packers are the favorites. I, I mean... Given what we've seen, they went on a short week and beat Arizona, who is at the top of the Locked On Podcast Network power rankings. They're at the top of a bunch of other power rankings. They just won with their backups. Well, the Packers, with their AAA team, just went in on a short week and beat Arizona. So why not the Packers? You add Odell Beckham. If you assume that the Packers have the kind of player-led culture that they believe that they have, then why can't you make it work for a month, two months? It is, like I said, early November. You have to get through November, December, and January. You have to get through three months. The Seahawks won a Super Bowl after a fist fight in the locker room. Someone got punched in the face and they won the Super Bowl. Okay, so I, 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 I just don't care. You have a limited window to go win with Aaron Rodgers. You don't know if he's going to be here beyond this year. And, and you know, Mike Sando wrote in The Athletic, Mike Sando, friend of the podcast, that there are some, some teams around the league that go, hmm, I don't know, do we want Rodgers now after what, what has happened here? And then others that are going, yeah, everyone, you know, 30 teams want Rodgers. Okay, 29 teams want Rodgers. I mean, it's the it's the Bucks that don't, the Bills that don't, the Chiefs that don't. Everyone else would, would happily trade their guy for Rodgers. We don't know what that is, but look, you have this moment right now. That's what you know. And Rodgers is coming back. If not this week, he's coming back next week. This team with Aaron Rodgers can win a Super Bowl. Why not do everything in your power to make sure that can happen? And Odell Beckham makes this team on the football field better. If you think your coaching staff and your player culture can can make sure that he is playing his best, if you're getting the best version of Odell Beckham, if you're even getting you know, 80, 85% of the best of Odell Beckham, 
then he is enough to push your team over the top to make you the favorites and you get healthy with your defense, which is now a top half of the league unit. You're a Super Bowl team and not just a Super Bowl team, you are potentially a Super Bowl favorite. Before we get to Lily's Isle, let's talk about our friends at Get Upside. This is an incredible app. Everyone who buys gas needs to know about Get Upside. My listeners who are using Get Upside are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. Get an extra 25 cent per gallon bonus. When you fill up that first time, that's up to 50 cents per gallon cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Why would you do that? I'm I'm trying to give you money. I'm trying to give you money just for doing a thing you were already going to do. And if you use the promo code touchdown, you could get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on that first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making two to three hundred dollars a month in cash back just for doing something they were already going to do. This is unbelievable. You can cash out anytime in your bank account, PayPal, e-gift card, Amazon, other brands. Just download for free. Get upside and use the promo code touchdown. The seven game win streak snapped. How you doing is unfunny as now from Fox six in Milwaukee. Our friend, your friend, everyone's favorite, Lily Zhao. Lily, it has been a week. So how you doing? Peter, it has been, you know, it's been like a couple days, it feels like, with certain things. But yeah, it's been, it's been quite the week. Um, and yes, unfortunately, the uh, win streak has been snapped. But you know what? Still in good spirits. Still feeling good. So is that you doing? Um, I am. I'm. I'm. Um, we. I'm. I'm actually just hopeful that as soon as we hit stop on this, there isn't. Each of the last two or three weeks where like as soon as we're done or as soon as I tweet or something new. And that's that happened last week. Of course, not able to play against City Chiefs. We're not going to relitigate. A um, but when you found out we were going to get Jordan Love on Sunday and we were going to see him play. not. In, unless unless this was your first reaction, but what was your first thought? My first thought was, will it be better than 2017? And there's nothing against anybody, those previous guys, but it's always been the fact of like, you know, the mentality of like, just give Aaron Rodgers what he wants because the guy clearly can win football games, but it's just those guys behind him that I think that every time that we send back a quarterback, you're like, Oh, I don't know if this is going to be good or not. Like, you know, we even saw against the Cardinals, Kyler Murray is not out. Colt McCoy comes in, plays lights out. That team just rolls. So in my head, I'm thinking, what are we going to see with Jordan love? There was so much hype around him and rightfully so he's a really good kid, good player. But again, we saw him for a limited time in the preseason and it wasn't really you know, real game action. So it was kind of like a, like a, I'm really curious to see what we're going to get. Um, and obviously, you know, first career start for young QB on the road, hostile environment up and down performance. But I, I think in my mind, I think a lot of people are kind of wondering, like, if this is the future of green Bay and the Packers, what does that future look like? Do you, do you have an answer? <laughs> um, 
listen, I, I know it's a very small sample size. I think you can't really judge him off one game. However, you know, it wasn't the prettiest thing. A lot of balls were not placed very well. The footwork still needs some work. And, you know, that's not something he can really kind of get rid of until he's actually in another game and can get those those live game reps. So it's not to say the world is over after Aaron Rodgers leaves, but again, you're talking about replacing a future Hall of Fame quarterback. Nothing is ever going to be, you know, Aaron Rodgers quality S that quickly. So keep the guys in time. If, you know, if he is indeed the future of Green Bay, we'll see where he goes, but there's only, it's only up now, I'd say for Jordan Love. How much, how much do you buy what Matt LaFleur was selling in terms of, Hey, this is on me. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't have the right protection calls. I didn't have the right things in the plan. I didn't have the right game, uh, script for this game. How much of it do you think is, is posturing and how much of that do you think is him being genuine and earnest? I think it's, it, it is him being genuine and earnest. And, you know, obviously he's not the guys out there playing the game and he can't make throws. He can't make the catches. That's not on him, but in terms of the game plan that is on him. And he even mentioned, you know, a bunch of times when Jordan Love is seeing everybody and their mother from the chiefs coming at him in a blitz, they had no answer. And, you know, it's that easy for Steve Spagnola because he's saying, we'll just bring the house and they have no answer. And that was the case, but I think the ability not to be able to adjust with that, knowing that early on, yeah, maybe if you're blitzing this kid, he's not going to be able to get out of it. Um, and and when you're looking at the the run pass balance in the game as well, he mentioned that saying they were very pass heavy and considering this chief's defense was not good against the run, couldn't really get things going on the ground. And, and that's, I think kind of what really hurt them as well. But I think it really was a mixture of obviously LaFleur is not out there playing, but the game plan could have been better. And and the run game, they didn't get going, but the run game was effective when they did go to it. A.J. Dillon was very good in this game. Aaron Jones, they were able to move bodies. They weren't able to find any rhythm with it. And I think that was a big part of um, some of the issues. I'm interested in um, this part of this after this game because I invoked a, a very controversial phrase on this show yesterday. And that phrase... It's not, I've been immunized. It is moral victory. And I'm curious your take, because we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, and I was actually pleasantly surprised to hear you say that you felt better about this team, despite some of the inconsistencies offensively because of the defense and how it has started to play. I felt very similarly about this Chiefs game. Yes, they lost, but this defense absolutely played well enough to beat the chiefs. And and I know that they're not the chiefs this year. They still have Patrick Mahomes. They still have Travis Kelsey. They still have Tyreek Hill. What did, did you have that same sort of like moral victory feeling like, Hey, they lost, but man, the defense looks really good. Yes. And I, I definitely felt that same way. And I feel like, you know, obviously the week one loss was kind of an abomination in itself, but if you compare that with, <laughs> This loss, I mean, it's night and day. You know, this team, if they had had Aaron Rodgers, if they had all their really good guys back, they're winning easily. I mean, I, I yeah. feel confident saying that. Um, but I was going to ask you that. Yeah, and you kind of left that game feeling encouraged, like, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, it's a loss. No one's going to go 17-0 and every year. But, you know, it's not the end of the world. The defense was playing really, really well. You're going to get Rodgers back soon. This is still a really good team. And it didn't feel like – I even asked Aaron Jones this yesterday when I talked with him. I was like – it's a loss, but what was the mentality of this team? And he's like, well, yeah, we're sad and we that we lost, but 
we knew we could have played better, but it's not the end of the world. So, you know, it, while it's in the L column, it's, you know, I, I don't really feel bad about it. Yeah. And, and look, the, the losses all count the same, um, except in playoff seating, the AFC losses do not count the same. And so that's important that this did, this loss did come against an AFC opponent. And guess what? Cowboys lost bears lost Vikings lost, like everyone lost. You tweeted out the standings after Monday night football. And I was just sort of like, Oh my God, like the, the Packers could, could feasibly have this division in hand in like the next month. Yeah, that's the crazy part. They still have more combined wins than the rest of the teams in their division. And they have seven <laughs> wins, which is crazy. <laughs> I'm like, it is mind boggling. But, you know, looking at the state of the team, I'm like, yeah, they lost, but it wasn't the end of the world. They'll be fine. Let me ask you a completely ridiculous and unanswerable counterfactual. Ready? Yes. Let's say Aaron Rodgers says, you know what? I need a vacation. I'm going to come back for the playoffs. I'm going to go to Hawaii and chill out for a while. Jordan Love, you've got this. Do the Packers still win the NFC North? Just from now on. That's a good question. I would say with the with the lead that they have now, the cushion that they have now, it'll be hard for them not to win. It might be a tight race in down the stretch. But I would say with the four-game cushion that they at least have now, I think it's still pretty feasible. Not, and, you know, not saying that Jordan Love's going to not win every game, but I, I feel like if he is going to be the rest of the guy playing the rest, what, seven, eight games of the year, um, he's going to get better. So I still think that, I think that they would, yeah. I mean, they won, what, two, two three games with Brett Hundley? And, yep. and Jordan Love looks a lot better than, than Brett Hundley. So it, it's just, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting question that, that is, it has no bearing, I think on, on like day-to-day football discussions, but I do think it speaks to the quality of this team. I mean, if, if you had, if, if I had told you in August that Aaron Rodgers was going to come back, but that they were not going to have Zadarius Smith all season, they were not going to have Jair Alexander for most of the season that, uh, Aaron Rodgers was going to miss a game because he had COVID and Jordan Love was going to have to play. And they were going to have to play the Cardinals, who were really good without Devontae Adams on a short week. You probably would not have predicted they would be seven and two. And I think that speaks to the, the quality of the, the team around the star players. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, at the start of the season, when you have new guys that are coming in, you don't know if they're going to be good or not. We didn't know Devondre Campbell was going to be as good as he was going to be. We didn't no. know anything about Rasul Douglas. He was brought in, you know, in during the season. And then you have guys like Chris Barnes who are stepping up now. So it's got to get these tie- guys time to gel, but you never really know what you have until you have a product on the field and they start to play football. So, yeah, 100%. I, at the start of the year, if you told me all this, I would say, yeah, we're not looking at seven and two, but just with how everybody is gelling, especially the defense, if they can just get the special teams figured out, they should be fine. <laughs> oy, oy, oy. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know if there's a way to fix it. That's it. That's the tweet. Yeah. And at this point it's like, is the laces out? Is it the yips <laughs> happening? It's, it's, Oh my God. The laces, the laces thing just killed me. It was just like, after the first one was terrible. Then, then, and Mason made a good kick on the one that he, that he kicked the laces too. And they just couldn't block. And it's just like, if it's not one thing, it's another with the special teams. Yeah. And it's just frustrating because we know Mason Crosby is good. It's just not just on him. It's a whole operation field goal. You know, it's not just him lining up and kicking it. Otherwise it probably would be going in nine times out of 10. So it's frustrating. But then when you have the punt returns, you know, I think we had talked about when is his team going to have a lethal returner? I don't know. Maybe you got to have Randall Cobb back there. 
It was supposed to be Amari Rogers. I said in the middle of the game, it should be Randall Cobb. Matt LaFleur <laughs> apparently agreed with me because he went to Maurice Strayton and said, I'm done with this guy. And apparently, and, and LaFleur gave credit to, to Mo Drayton. He said, I think we should stick with him. And, and he had a 15-yard return later in the game when the Chiefs punter outkicked his coverage. But he still had the confidence to do that. I think, I think there's some points there. Um, there's going to be discussions this week, including on this show, about where the offensive line ought to go once David Bakhtiari returns. Um, presumably, he will be activated today. Um, but that is not a guarantee he is going to play on Sunday. So if you were going to put together the lineup of, the, of this five group, um, the best five for Sunday, assuming Bakhtiari can go, how would you line it up? It's a good question. Uh, I feel like, you know, Josh Myers, all that stuff, um, the injuries are not helping. Uh, I think you move Elton back to his spot. Obviously, you have David at his spot. I think you have Billy at right tackle because that's where he really excelled. Um, and then I think, you know, the, the younger those guys, are the freebies, those are, those are the free spaces on the bingo board. You know, it's, it's kind of a toss up though, because when you have guys like Royce Newman, who I thought, you know, not saying every guy coming into a year, you're going to be like, they're going to be the next David Bakhtiari. They're going to be the next Elton Jenkins, but you've kind of seen these young guys struggle and granted it's their rookie year. They, they're allowed that pass, but I feel like as the years or as not the years, the weeks have gone on, it's been a little bit tough. I know Royce Newman didn't have his best game. He saw John Hansen come in as well. So I don't know. It's, 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 I'm glad I'm not making those decisions, but I feel like whoever they put up there, they're going to have to play a lot better. But the issue is though, it's like, if you can't block, that's, that's not going to do Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love any favors. Um, and I think the surprising thing was the fact that they kind of regressed in that game against Kansas city. Cause Jordan yeah. Love was getting no time. He's getting no time. And you're wondering, you know, when Aaron was in there for the first, what, six, seven weeks, they were playing so good. Um, so I don't know where the, issues are currently now, but I'd say, you know, Hanson has a really good shot to be in there as well. And, and no one, no one was going to all out blitz Aaron Rodgers. I think that's the difference. And so this was an unfamiliar situation. Now they, they probably should have been better prepared for some of the exotic calls that Steve Spagnuolo was going to throw at them, but no one anticipated they were going to blitz Jordan Love 50% of the time, which is what they did. And they got free rushers on a lot of them. Zach Cruz of Packers Wire counted 14 free rushers. That's just a wild number. So in a lot of this, Jordan did not have a chance. So the expectation now is that Aaron Rodgers is going to play on Sunday. Um, he said as much on Pat McAfee's show when he took a, a decidedly more contrite tone than he did last week in the interview. Um, that part of it is not what I'm interested in. If he has to come back, and or not if he has to, if he can come back, obviously that's a that's a big deal. I think Rodgers on no practice is probably better than Jordan Love with the week of practice. But what would be your biggest concern with Rodgers coming back? Because we know, you know, the pre-snap stuff, he's going to be better than Jordan Love. Teams are not going to be able to blitz him like they, they did with Jordan Love. There's obviously huge differences. I've been trying to say obviously less. <laughs> I got to figure it out. I got to I got to I got to work on it. Me too. I, um, the what would be your biggest concern with Rodgers on the on the no week of practice front? I thought Ty Schmidt from uh, Pat McAfee show brought up a good question. It was the fact, you know, you haven't had Mercedes or not Mercedes, uh, MBS out there for the last month. It's they've obviously. Oh, th- there I am again. Saying See, it's tough. It's yeah. tough. We got we, we, we to hold each other accountable on this. Lily. Like money in a jar. Anyway, <laughs> um, MBS has not been there. So 
him and Rogers have had a rapport the last couple of years. Does that just kind of pick up when you're, even if you miss a week or two or a month in, in MBS's case? And hasn't it wasn't great before that. True. It, it was not good at the start of the season either with those deep balls. So how does that connection get even better? I think the timing with this guy is, you know, Rodgers wasn't 100% sharp to start the season with deep balls. And how does that change or how does that get better if he's been out a week? I also think that, you know, he has got to clear those those health hurdles that he mentioned in terms of his heart. Because we don't really know how badly it affected him. He said he's fine, feels good. But, you know, you don't want something to happen to his heart to, you know, all that health stuff that you get with COVID right. when it comes to playing really physical game. So I, I think those Jason Tatum needed an inhaler to finish mm-hmm. games after he had COVID. I mean, it wasn't like he just walked back out there and was fine. Like there, there are real consequences to how this impacts your body, even if you are low or asymptomatic. So hundred percent. And I think that's what we won't really know until he's back. If there's some sort of lingering health issues because of COVID. Last question here. Um, if Jordan love were, were were necessary like if it were if it were necessary for Jordan Love to play what do you think he could from last week most approve upon with a with a full week of practice getting to play with someone like Devontae Adams and and get a full week with a game install and all that I think he'd be a lot better and you know I feel like Matt LaFleur knowing kind of what he knew in hindsight from that mm-hmm. Chiefs game you're gonna game plan better you're if they're gonna blitz you again you're gonna be able to pick it up um, his timing, hopefully with Devante will improve his footwork will improve. They're going to probably know that, Hey, the Seahawks run D is vulnerable. Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon take over and we'll get more consistent in the run game to help this young guy out. I think if Jordan love is starting, I think they're going to have a much better game plan because again, the defense has been playing so well. It's, it's more of like, don't worry about trying to win it for everybody. Just do your part for the offense and your defense will help you out. And I feel like that hasn't really been the case you know, for a long time with this Packers team. So I do feel like if Jordan Love is back on the field on Sunday, I don't think it should be, you know, taken with a lot of, oh my gosh, we're going to lose another game. I think he's going to be a lot better. And so is the game plan. I agree. Uh, Let's start a new streak next week, Lily. We will have you back. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Peter. All right. I want to thank Lily for joining the show. Great to talk to her. Love her insight. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Period. End of story, but not the end of the ad read. If you haven't tried a Built Bar by now, you are missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it doesn't taste like one. You have to try one of these amazing bars to really believe it for yourself. Most protein bars don't taste very good. And the consistency is gross and you just, you, you fight it. You're just like, okay, well, I guess I got to eat this because I, I need, I need something, but a built bar soft covered in hundred percent real chocolate. And when you bite into it, you know, you're eating something different. It's more than just a protein bar. It is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're low carb, low calorie, low fat, low sugar, yet high in protein and high in fiber. Another great thing about Built Bar, they are diverse in their flavor offerings. There's something for everyone. And this month, Built Bar is coming out with limited time flavors every three to four days. So check the website often. You don't want to miss out. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. I want to thank everyone who makes Locked on Packers part of their first listen 
We appreciate all of you. Thank you for making us a part of your daily routine. We're going to be back tomorrow, our crossover edition with Locked On Seahawks to get you ready for Seahawks Packers. Russell Wilson is back. Aaron Rodgers looks to be back. So this is the marquee matchup that we thought it was going to be a couple weeks ago before Aaron Rodgers had COVID, before Russell Wilson got hurt. It's going to be the stars on the field and may the best team win. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that. 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.